The game is starting, everyone is here I got my snacks, my friends, and a beer Just two normal guys hanging out, having fun Right, guy number two? Yeah, guy number one E to the S to the P to the N It's all I watch, cause I'm the man If my team loses, I'll be mean all night If you tell me to relax, we'll get in a fight it's a beautiful night for some Dodgers baseball. Yes, it is the NLCS Game 1. It is on, and guess who's there live listening to it or watching it on TV because we can't actually get tickets. It's the Bizarro World of Sports with your host, Jared and Miguel. It's good to be back. Season 2 about to start up. Yes, it is. Just kind of sad we have to do it right as playoffs begin instead of earlier in the season. Season 2, Season 2. Yes. But you know what? Football season, we were a couple weeks in, and that's been fun. Uh, Dodgers are in the playoffs. Not only in the playoffs, we're, we're in the NLCS. So, that's... Four games away from the World Series. Yes. So, I, I've been very excited. I've been watching... Well, I've been keeping up with my Dodgers as best I can, now that I'm technically on the East Coast. So... That's been made things a little difficult to watch in West Coast team when, you know, all I ever see is stuff about how awesome the Sox are. And, you know, yes, they're American League, and, and go, go Sox. I mean, if, if they do well in their playoffs, that's great. Uh, but right now we got Dodgers and Cardinals. The game is playing live right now as we're recording this, so if we get distracted by the score, just, you know, bear with us. Yes, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. I mean, it's championship series now. The best teams are in it. It's time to focus on... Pretty much on the game. Yeah. And so we're just kind of going to start up right here. I assume we should probably talk a little bit about the, the season leading up to the playoffs. Yes. Because... Um, well, let, me, let me just go into into this whole thing. I will go into my whole Angels losing rant. And you know what? If we were doing this mid-season, during the season, I'd be more ranting and raving about it. Well, if you... I can still go rant and rave about the Angels being a sub-500 team in a, in a long time. Considering the money that they've invested in the last couple of years, too. I mean, come on. Seriously. Well, also... That's a lot of money, lot of money to be a sub-500 team. Well, also, we also have the fact that, uh, you know, they've been doing pretty good most of the years. Like, they've, they've been wildcard slot a couple of years in a row there. It's not like this is this is a team that oh angels have haven't done good in forever so this isn't a surprise it's like oh no they've been doing pretty good you know the only thing that was wrong with this year is that this year actually uh, Albert Pujols was struck with uh, plantar fasciitis and partway towards the end of the season he actually ended up tearing those tendons so now yeah. he was out he was out and Josh Hamilton was very had a very slow start as well. And from the Dodgers side of things, earlier in the season, we weren't doing that great either. Like, half our yeah. roster was injured. No, was, we were pretty much played with... Your roster was played with injuries, and pretty much it was... Both teams were doing very bad. Yeah. It was yeah, at the point close. where both of us were kind of disappointed very uh, for most of the beginning of the season, just going, how could we be so good last year, and then this year we're just... Everything that could go wrong. It's just... Everyone's getting an injury, or we're losing like super close games where it's down by one, you know, losing by one point at the, at the end of the game, things like that. It was just, oh come on, yeah. What happened over the winter? Those were those were those were tough. Those were tough starting out. And then for me, as an Angels fan, towards the end of the season, 
we were having a pretty good run. We were actually, before the Texas series, which we were swept in, which was horrible, yeah. But for the, the final Texas series, the game, we actually, we actually won those four games. We would have been, you know, one game above 500, and I would have been like, hey, at least we weren't a 500 team. We were, a, we were above 500. To me, that even though we didn't make the playoffs, that was at least a successful season. Mm-hmm. But since we were five games under 500, yeah. not a successful season. But you know what? You get a couple of trades over the winter, maybe a couple of new rookies in there. You might actually do really well. What we need is pitching. Starting yeah. pitching, relief pitching, closing pitching. Those three aspects of... Well, that's... Like, most of the games you gave look away... At, look at your Dodgers. Look, oh. at, look at your starting... Look at your starting pitching. You have Zach Cranky. Mm-hmm. You have Clayton Kershaw. And you have Hunyan Ryu. Yep. Three good pitchers for your team. Then your other two starters in your five-man rotation... You guys, you guys are good. You guys are locked. Then you got your bullpen. Your bullpen is strong. You guys picked up uh, Romo from mm-hmm. the Giants. Yes, we did. And look at him. He was, you know, big time closer in two thousand and in two thousand twelve. Oh yeah, I mean, well, if you remember back in two thousand twelve, we lost, I think, every game or almost every game to the Giant that we faced against the Giants. And yeah, this year, we beat the Giants pretty hard most of the time. Uh, which is satisfying for me due to the rivalry. The Dodgers had an incredible run afterwards. They went, I believe, 48-7 and seven, the last runs before this. And this was without Matt Kemp. Yeah. You know, I also got to give props to, to the to, uh, call-up rookie, uh, Yasiel Puig. Mm. He's, he's doing very well for his rookie season. Unfortunately... He- you know, most people I've got seen on you know radio saying compared. You know, Yasiel Puig is what it was to the Dodgers as Mike Trout is to the Angels. Mm. So, uh, I gotta disagree on this. I, I agree. I I agree with your disagreement, if that makes any sense. Yes, it completely does. Because one, Mike Trout has shown many many. He's a five. Both of them are five tool players. Don't get me wrong. Yasiel Puig is a five tool player. The thing is, Yasiel Puig is more of a power. Uh, has more aspects to the power. I mean, his first four games, he had a home run in each game. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a power player. He's there if you need the long ball. He's there if you need to have a good glove and a good arm. But when it comes to base running, I haven't seen much much base running out of him. No, oh, Trout is all speed. That's one of the. I'm um, he's more than all speed, but you see him fielding. He he just runs. He grabs the ball. It's great. You see him take the bases. Dashes between, steals bases like he's still playing in college. It, and he's got the power behind him too. Yeah, and he's got he's got some pretty good hitting power there too. And it's I can see that the comparison they're doing the whole is like they're this really amazing rook. They're, they're both were really amazing rookies in each of their rookie years, and that is true. But they're very different types of players. And honestly, between the two, I think Trout is the more talented of the two. That's my personal opinion, and yeah, I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm coming from Dodgers bias, and yet everything I've seen with Trout is just, you know, I've, I've seen him play in, in real life. I've been to a couple Angel games and seen him play. Uh, watched watched the All-Star game last year and how, you know, he didn't do a lot. Now, you didn't have any, like, huge outstanding moments, but the fact that as a rookie he went to the All-Star game and, you know, did did pretty well, I mean, considering he's going up against the best of the best. Yeah, he is a two-time all 
All-Star. Yeah, and a two-time All-Star now. So it's one of those things where I have a lot of respect for the man. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, Trout this year also put up phenomenal numbers as well. Oh, crazy numbers. He, he was close to hitting the 200 hit mark in the last few games. Uh, last time I was hearing, I don't know if it might have been extended, but he had only 19 hits away from 200. Wow. Yep. So we're, we'll see how how Puig's uh, sophomore season is. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone says that there's a sophomore slump. Not for Trout. <laughs> for Trout, though. So we'll see. We'll see how Puig handles the sophomore slump. Yeah, and you know, as I was thinking about it, it's kind of true what you're saying with the Angels and their pitching because I, a lot of games, especially in the second half of you know the, after the All Star break, uh, were those games where it was like, well, they would have won, but then in like the eighth inning, they gave away five runs. Yeah. And if you just had a decent closer, how many games would you guys have won had you just had a decent closer? Yeah. Also, at the start of the season for the Angels, after maybe his second or third game, we lost Jared Weaver, our ace, mm-hmm. to an injury, broken elbow for a good chunk of the season. So that's also another thing. We lose our ace. We didn't have any anybody else. We had Jason Vargas, which was good. C.J. Wilson, which did okay. Then we ended up having players, which is Joe Blanton, which was very bland. Um... We ended up picking up Garrett Richards again, but he didn't get the starting position. He didn't get the starting role until much later in the season. Mm. And we also had Tommy Hansen, who was dropping the ball big time as well. So, uh, starting pitching was our weak point. Relief pitching was our weak point. Closing pitching was our weak point as well. Not so much. I mean, J- uh, Jason Marcus. Uh, I-, I think closing was was your weakest point. I mean. Because the, so many games given away like that, while the pitching in the beginning usually held together decently, you know. Have much starters to be able to go six, seven innings deep. That's the problem. Stop by the fourth or fifth inning. Yeah. That's, that's what good starting pitching is: going, having a quality start, being able to go six, seven innings, allowing less than three runs. That's a quality start. Yeah. But there were times where we just couldn't get that quality start out of us, our starters. Yeah, and which is unfortunate because you guys have the hitting power, but it kind of goes back to that old sports saying of, you know, uh, defense wins the game, you know. It, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you guys hit, if they hit twice as many as you because your closing pitcher just gave away run after run after run. You know, it, and it's unfortunate because it's just like, come on, Angels, get your crap together. You're yeah. better than this. You're, you're hitting lineup. Is playoff material. It's just your your pitching lineup is double A material. Yeah. So hopefully this this off season we can we can get rid of some prospects that we have, get some good starting pitching out of there, because right now in the free agent market there's very slim pickings for uh, starting pitching. Yeah. So we have to give up prospects. We have to give up minor league prospects. Even if we give up a couple of uh, people from our majors, if we give up, you know, Peter Borges or Cole Calhoun, that, that's the thing that was for the Angels towards the last half of the season. Honestly, at this point, the Angels should start looking towards, uh, like, Asian players. Because, I mean, Asian pitchers just kind of historically have been pretty awesome. And Hyunjin Ryu is... 
doing pretty good. Yeah. So I think that's what they should do. They should just send a scout out to Korea and Japan and uh, Hong Kong. I think Hong Kong has some players there too. Or is it Taiwan? It might be Taiwan. I think it's Taiwan that has other players. You know, hit, hit a couple of those countries, bring someone, bring one or bring a really good Asian pitcher home and just go like, all right, now we got our opener. Now we just need a freaking closer. Well, we'll find out. Cause, I mean, it, it's a long off season right now. It's fo- players are focused on on playoffs. Eagles are shouting. They're looking at the people. They're looking at their minor league system. They're looking at other teams, figuring out who they can give up, who they can get, see what they got. That's that's the important thing is to pick up our pitching. Yeah. And there usually isn't news in that regard until we get after the series. Yeah. Usually teams wait till the series is over to do that news so people can get excited about that and so it actually gets reported. Uh, when your baseball commentaries, even shows like ours, are more focused on what's going on in the playoffs, if you know the Angels get a new player or any other off-season team that we have a fan of within our collective... Uh, gets a new player, we're usually not focused on it, or we're not really looking at it, unless it's a big-name person. You know, yeah. like like if one of the free agents gets picked up or something, which would be fine in the hitting place, but like we're saying with the Angels there, there's not much that we know of in terms of free agents uh, on the pitching side of things. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, I mean, it'll be exciting to see how the series goes. I mean, right now we're... Dodgers, Atlanta, Cardinals. We got ALCS, Boston, and uh, Tigers starting up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure the whole town is going to go crazy about that. Well, everyone's going to be, you know, gathering together in their, you know, pubs and everything to watch games. I might, oh, yeah. I might as well actually. I haven't watched a. I mean, watching a uh, Sox playoff game in a pub with a bunch of Sox fans would be pretty epic, actually. <laughs> even even not being a real fan of the team, and especially. Especially if they end up playing the Dodgers. Oh, what was that? You'll also have game two tomorrow. Yeah. So, the the scary thing's going to be if the Dodgers play the Sox. Not that I have any Dodgers uh, paraphernalia with me, because I left my shirt at home, unfortunately. Uh, I have a shirt shirt and a jersey, and they're both at home. I didn't actually take them with me. This is a plus, Jerry. If it's Dodgers and uh, Red Sox in the playoffs... You'll at least get to see Dodger baseball on uh, Boston TV. Yeah, but it's going to be me, like, in the corner of the pub going, like, Yay, we scored. Did you just say something? I said, Go Giants. Go Go Red Sox. Score. I was like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they need to beat the Dodgers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Being the one guy in the pub when they... (laughs) Something to get, like, a home run or something. Like, yes! And then everyone's going to look at me. I'm just stretching. Mm. Ah, yes. I'm sorry that it sounds like I say yes when I when I stretch like that. That's weird. I know, huh? huh. <laughs> it's gonna be really awkward. Uh, at least you're not a Yankees fan out in uh, out in, in Bean Country. Yeah. Thankfully, being in California, you know, we're we're basically taught Yankees equal evil, regardless of which of the SoCal teams you root for, other than Padres, they don't count. But if you're a Dodger fan or an Angel fan, you both we both hate the Yankees for different reasons, and it's that's just the one point of unification we both have. Yep. One one of us has gotten beaten by them so many times it just pisses us off, and the other uh, gets uh, playoff blocked by them. 
Um, or, um, excuse me, not play of luck, uh, had uh, series fights with them a couple of times. So, yeah. Yeah. But thankfully, and this is that's where I unite with uh, with Boston fans in in general for all sports is that they just have a huge rivalry with uh, New York, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't stand any New York team either. <laughs> You'll never yeah. see me rooting for the Yankees. You will never see me root for the Mets. You'll never see me root for the Giants or the Jets or uh, the Rangers or uh, shoot uh, the Nets, the Knickerbockers. Did I get all their teams? That's seven thus far. Yeah. It's got to be most of them by now. But yes, I will never root for any New York team because as a Californian, we're basically taught New York is the enemy. And I'm like, got it. And then uh, move to a location where we're, I'm told New York is the enemy. And I go, got it. Like, we agree. It's great, great seeing all the memes that came out uh, for every time the Giants lose a game, <laughs> and which has been quite often actually. Though the Jets have been doing pretty good, I believe. I gotta check their uh, stats, but I'm pretty sure the Jets have a pretty good record right now. Better than the, definitely better than the Giants. And the Pats have been doing decently as well. Oh, God, this is a cool commercial I just saw on Bass for Subway. It's a it's a commercial with Mike Trout in it, and he's hitting balls through the subway window for his order. <laughs> He's had patting practice. It's pretty cool, actually. That's actually that's kind of crazy there. I like that. It's, you know what's fun? is There's some of the commercials like that that are great. There's a... I, it was last year. I can't remember what the product was for. But the... Uh, now they did a commercial for NASCAR where they had one of... The I think it was last year's champion. I want to say Jimmy Johnson or something like that. And he was supposed to. He was going into like a dealership. I guess it was because of whatever the car was. Uh, but it has Jimmy Johnson, and he's going into this car dealership, and and it's I don't know the new whatever. It was like a sportier car. And the guy's like, "Can you handle a car with this much power?" And he just smiles, and it just shows Jimmy Johnson doing all this crazy driving, like doing taking these really tight turns, and the. Uh, the car dealer guy's like in the car like, oh god, I'm gonna die, you know, like freaking out. And I was just like, that that's just a great, great commercial right there. So I, I got the commercial I remember. It was with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's like the guy picked up this Kung Kai picked up a uh, Mountain uh, Diet Mountain Dew. And and uh, Earnhardt Jr. is like, Oh, is that the last two? Oh man, I'll give anything for that. And he pretty much gives him his racing car. <laughs> I remember that commercial. That was great, too. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, if you kept up with NASCAR, what's up with it? Or is the season over? Um, no, it's still going. The chase is on. But, unfortunately, because that was... My family is a, are huge NASCAR fans, but I am not around them as much anymore on the other coast. So, I haven't actually been following the chase. But it should be coming coming to a close now, so... But I, I've, I know everything through osmosis and a handful of races I've watched. Though, I, honestly, if we're going to talk car racing, and my family is car racing nuts, I always liked watching, like, Funny Car and NHRA and that kind of stuff. Because I just like, you know, drag racing. Drag racing is awesome. NASCAR. I think we covered our NASCAR a bit. <laughs> well, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, I always want to ring up a little bit of NASCAR thing if something's going on. Like, uh, was it? 
Remember, remember one of the times we had to cover it because it was the California race, and it was like the one time that year it rained in California. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, that's why. I'm wrong. Well, here we are then. Yeah, do you want to move on to a little bit of football? Well, let's go ahead and talk it up. Okay, well. We're already on week six. We are, and uh, my my Niners are, you know, well, they're three and two thus far, which yeah. Well, let's, let's just say that the Niners didn't have such a good um, a good middle of the pack right there. I mean, Colin Kaepernick had a horrible, horrible game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and anyone who listened last year knows that I'm not the biggest Kaepernick fan. Um, he's just a little too green, and he really hasn't improved much in that regard. Um, and I had my issues with Alex Smith before him. So this and look, Alex Smith got them to the playoffs. Kaepernick got them to the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that either of these guys are terrible players. I just don't particularly think they're they're not the quarterback I would want. And talking about Alex Smith, he's with the Chiefs now, and you see, and not only that, uh, Philly's old coach, what's his name? Um, Andy Reid is now the head coach for the Chiefs as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at their record, they're four and zero right now. Yeah. So, yeah, Chiefs, so, Chiefs are doing surprisingly good. That Philadelphia, you know, dropped a good head coach for Chip uh, Kelly. Is it Chip Kelly, the the head coach from one of the colleges that got hired by them? I think so. Yeah, the the, the Eagles are one and three. Kansas City is four now. Not only that. With the with the Niners dropping Alex Smith, they're three and two. Yeah. But hey, well, we're, five, no, five and no, since we're uh, we we are we are tied for second in the in the uh, NFC West. So I mean, it's yeah. not too bad. It's bad one of the t- the team that's ahead of us. The Seahawks already beat us. So. The, the, the Niners also gave up uh, the um, the Mr. Doink. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was sad. Of course, that was like his one miracle kick, and then nothing else has been up to that level. He, he missed several kicks last year that annoyed me, so him being gone isn't a huge shock. But it annoyed me the fact that, like, how did you have that one miracle kick in your opening game where we actually heard the doink noise, which was freaking crazy, and then, like, you're, what, did you just get too confident and then you just lost your aim? Who knows? But, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where, you know... We have only two losses, and yeah, five games in, and the sixth will be this weekend, and we're playing Arizona, which I don't think should be that much of a threat for us. So no. you know, Arizona is not, wasn't, it's not as hot as they were at the beginning of last year, though. Yeah, that one hurt me because that was that. Was, remember, that was the team. I was like, no, no, these guys have some great players. And again, I think it's kind of that Angels thing. Oh, their offense is awesome. How's their defense? Well, they don't really have one per se. Yeah. And that became the problem with them. It's like, oh yeah, they can score, but they can't stop the opponents from scoring. And, you know, it, I can't imagine they're doing all that much better this year, but, you know, it is, is definitely one of those things where, hey, if we can get another win, awesome. Maybe Kaepernick can kind of get these jitters out of him or whatever's going on with him right now and get him playing up to how he was playing last year. It's last year he was playing pretty strong. Uh, you know, despite my issues with him being kind of green and making some stupid decisions here and there. 
Even though he's still kind of green and making some stupid decisions. Yeah, he, he hasn't grown at all, and I'm like, come on, man, you've, you've had your your little, I mean, it wasn't technically his freshman year, but, you know, you had your year of being, like, the lead, or for much, most of the year. pretty much ended up getting playing in the big pressure moments, playoffs yeah. and Super Bowl. You shouldn't be starting off this season so hit and miss. You know, yeah. I, I expect better than that. And then, uh, because, you know, I... Let's talk about, let's talk about, um, the Peyton brothers, the Manning brothers. Peyton yeah. Manning, Eli Manning. So, what should we go? The, uh, top side or the bottom side first? Uh, well, what, I love kicking a gi- the Giants when they're down, so we can talk about the Giants. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the Giants. So, um, Eli Manning has been doing... Very badly this year, if, if you've uh, followed any of his stats. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> he has thrown plenty of interceptions this year, which pretty much for people who play fantasy, like myself and Stan, who are actually in a league, and I unfortunately picked up Eli Manning. Oh, that's <laughs> going to be rough for you. But luckily I have uh, two other players, two other quarterbacks that are doing way better than Eli. <laughs> No, oh, who got? Who else you got in there? Uh, I have uh, my boy Andrew Luck from uh, last year. Yeah. And I've got actually uh, Stan's boy Philip Rivers. And, and if you look at the Colts' record right now, they're four and one. So the yeah. Colts are doing pretty darn good. And the and the Chargers are doing pretty damn good as well. I believe they're uh, like three and two. They're two and three actually. Two they are the lowest. Three? They are the lowest of the AFC West right now. Two yeah. and three. They're doing pretty good compared to last year. Oh, yeah. Last year at this point, they were, what, 1-4? <laughs> or maybe right. they were uh, maybe 0-5? <laughs> no, Stan, Stan was always complaining. Well, that's because of a lot of stupid decisions. Well, people can go back and listen to those episodes. There's a lot of stupid decisions and a lot of the management basically being dicks. And yeah. that, that was problematic. Well, this is what happens for, at least for when Philip Rivers actually has the head coach that can coach the game right. Yeah. And a good offensive coordinator as well. So it's not like. <laughs> it just shows that there's a difference between, you know, there's someone that can coach correctly and someone that can't. Yep. But let's get back to the Manning brothers before we're done. I mean, it, it's harsh of <laughs> the Giants and the curse of Thursday's night game. And the Giants are 0 and 5. 0 and 6 now because of Thursday's game. It is so nice to see their little like percentage score thing just be zero 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 on this. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, suck it, Giants. Yep. And then you know, if you go up to the Jets, just for a momentary uh, uh, side tracking, the Jets are second to the well, tied for second with the Dolphins in the uh, NFC East right now, or AFC correct. AFC I mean, East. Excuse me, AFC. Um, and this, so, this is what happens when you know Mark Sanchez is not playing football anymore. <laughs> and the I mean, yeah, it sucks that he had to go the way you know of um, Alex Smith again with you know losing his start his starting job to injury. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's like okay, at least we know that that um, what is it Geno Smith is doing a lot better job than yeah. Mark which is sad because he became the terminator of his armor and stuff. Um, but yeah, once again, USC USC players are super overrated, and any team that accepts them needs to get punched in the face collectively. 
And of course, top of the East, uh, of AFC East, of course, is the Patriots, because why wouldn't it be? Well, the, I believe the Patriots aren't doing as hot this, this year as well. Four and one, though. I mean, of course, I, I don't know who they played against. Their numbers aren't particularly high for, like, their passing and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but, no, I mean, you know... Yeah, it's one, but at the same time, it, it doesn't seem like it's a high caliber like it was before, like in other teams, you know? Mm-hmm. They but, just had a, a scheduling... Uh, in their scheduling, they just had a break. They got breaks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, like, with the Saints, and I see the Saints right now at, at 5-0, and oh, and I'm like, the, the Saints Saints? But then I remember they got a lot of new players over... Uh, as I recall, like, and a new coach, didn't they? No, no, they actually got uh, Sean Payton back because it was. Oh, that's scary. what it was. Yeah, because they had the restrictions because of the uh, scandal. That's yep. right. They got they got uh, some of their players back. So. so they're doing well, but again, I don't. I haven't. I don't follow Saints games, so I don't know who they took on. They could have taken on a bunch of you know C listers, and they're just riding high on that uh, those numbers. Yeah, but. Okay, so we've covered the Giants and made fun of them, and you know talked about how the, the Jets are actually doing surprisingly well. And but let's go, let's go to uh, our other Manning brother. Yeah, Peyton Manning. Yeah, the uh, man. What, what a what a turnaround to say the least. You know, not, not that he had a bad season last year. He did not. He did, he did really well. I mean, but but to also to did they make it to the playoffs last year, or did they just they, get just shy of it? They did make it to the playoffs. That's what I thought. Yeah, to the, to the AFC. AFC, AFC Championship, where the Ravens beat them, actually. Yeah, who then beat us, so. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, though. I mean, if you look at this year, they're 5-0. Yeah. Well, they're, not, well, they're probably well, well on their way to be a 6-0 team again for this year. And Peyton Manning having his first game throwing for six touchdowns, was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. It was some crazy numbers. Yeah. Then the next game after that, throwing for four, and then another game after that, throwing for three. I mean, they, he threw for a lot of touchdowns his first few games. And I, I don't see him slowing down. And it's one of those things that, you know, last year, we were talking about, oh, you're starting to see the age on him. He's not quite he's doing as well. I think what, what he really needed was just to get used to his new team. And his arm is still a cannon. You know, he might be a little more fragile from the hits, but that guy can still throw, and as long as he can throw and guys are and guys can catch it, boom. Let's also not forget that he's has to, he had to get used to mile high as well. Yeah, a different stadium for a different field of it, and the, the the change in the air pressure, which will throw you off a little bit on your aim. Yep. In the, in and as we're approaching the winter months, that cold, how cold he gets out of there. Oh yeah. But, you know, a lot of teams have to play other teams in the cold, you know, so it's yeah. not one of those things where it's like, oh, well, everyone had to, you know. But you're right, when most of your when you're at your cold home games, cold home games, uh, that can really throw you off. Mm-hmm. And in terms of other teams with, like, crazy perfect record thus far, the, sh- the Chiefs, you know, like we were mentioned, er, mentioning earlier, uh, Kansas City being really, really good with a few player changes. And especially after the um, incident from last year as well. Yeah, that yeah, that was that was tragic and horrible. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's just like seeing the three teams with, with the perfect record right now. You know, Broncos aren't a huge surprise. Kansas C- City is, even though they have a lot of really good talent now, and uh, you know what have you. And then you know the Saints getting you know a little some of their people back and being able to kind of play again. 
And I'm sitting there going like, wow, these are our top people. And then granted, like I said, we're, we're entering, we've just started week six with the uh, Chicago Giants game, with Chicago beating the Giants uh, 27-21, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're going to see what the rest of the games are going to give us, but it's kind of interesting seeing, you know, five games in, and we have three undefeated teams. And That's several, obviously... You know, it's not a surprise when you look through and you're like, oh, four and one, four and one. You know, Patri- Patriots are four and one, and yeah, but most people are three and two or two and three. And you know, you get like the Patriots and the Colts, and who else? There's one or two. Um, well, the Bears are four and two, but you know, it still kind of counts as a four. And then uh, the Seahawks at four and one. You know, that's normal. Seeing four and one and four and two. You know, at this point, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's normal. And, you know, seeing guys who are five and zero right now and three teams no less is one of those things where you go, "Whoa, let's uh, let's see how how you know these are the teams to follow right now." And I think anyone who took any of the team members of you know anyone from those teams for their fantasy league has got to be doing pretty well because you know especially if you you, uh, you know, took several Denver players and the crazy numbers that are being brought up there, whether receiving or you know QB. Uh, you got to be feeling pretty darn happy right now. Yeah, yeah especially if you're a Broncos fan. Yeah. Broncos fan, Chiefs fan, especially Chiefs fan and Saints fans. Yeah. And we'll see how week six adds up, but it's kind of cool seeing, you know, some new blood in there. I mean, it, it's also harsh when you're looking at some of these other teams like Steelers who, who've done pretty well over the years because they got the Burger Man. And, uh, you know, they're... Well, what's the answer? It was, like, really pathetic. Where is it? 0-4. 0-4? 0-4. Or 0-5. It says 0-4 right here. I think they had a bye week at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, bye week. They were on a bye week last week. They were on a bye week last week because in week four, them and Minnesota played in London. Yeah. The, the weird, fancy, stupid stuff. Yeah, and it, it threw off the time. Do you remember seeing that going, like, what? They're playing at what time? And they're actually... And there's actually two international games. We had one back on the 29th, and there's one at the end of this month as well. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm fine with. It's not that big a deal. It just seems weird when how it gets timed onto the the time thing. Because if you're depending where you live, it's just gonna be a pain to watch. Not only that, I mean to go back, go into the international, going uh, floating into uh, baseball back again mm-hmm. for a second. Uh, baseball is starting to do international uh, opening day games as well. This year, was it this year? No, it was this year. I forgot where they where they played this year the international game. But last year, the opening day international game, it was between the Mariners and the Athletics, and they played in. Was it what? Oh, was it Japan? I thought there was a game in England as well, but it might have been. Uh, or I, I, that or was that this year? Opening day game. I'm not sure. It may have been this year. This season. Had I know the, that next uh, year. Next year, uh, opening day starting season international game is going to be in Australia. And I believe awesome. the Dodgers have the, uh, have the opening day docket for that. Oh, man. I can't wait to stay up to like 4 in the morning so I can watch the game. <laughs> or whatever weird time it's going to be because of stupid time zones. But you know what? I think it's a good idea. It's a, But one, it's a great way to spread baseball around the world. And a lot of these countries already love baseball anyways. That's why they could put it there. But, you know, it's one of those things where if you do that, you could inspire, you know, European players, Australian players. Obviously, Asian players love baseball. And and get some more of that blood in there. Because, 
you know, of all our sports, uh, all American sports, baseball is like our international one. Like, almost every country that's introduced to baseball loves baseball. We have players from South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia. They're in the, uh, you know, they're in our leagues. You yeah. know, uh, we basically have representations of every continent, with the exception of Antarctica, because well, no one lives there. Yeah, uh, who wants to have the first Penguin player? That would be pretty awesome, though. I mean, our old our old sitcom we used to promote. Uh, my my brother's a penguin. You know, he probably could have played. Although I think he was supposed to be a hockey fan. <laughs> he was a hockey fan, but who knows? He could, he could have been a baseball player. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's the cool thing about that. You know, it, the whole world has soccer. But at the same time, the whole world has baseball. Yeah. And honestly, between the two sports, they're both slow-paced at times. They're both fast-paced at times. They're both low-scoring at times. They both can have crazy scores at times. They both can... No, only soccer leads to riots. I, I know very few baseball riots I can name off the top of my head. We've had football riots, we've had basketball riots, but we don't usually have baseball riots. We sometimes have crazy baseball stabbings, though, so I guess that kind of counts. And that's messed up when that happens, by the way. I'm not cool no, with, like, no, like no, some crazy <laughs> fan decides to assault another fan. I hate that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's such an international game that I kind of dig that idea. Plus, you're still going to have your home opener, even if it's not the first game of the season, because, well, half the teams don't have their op- you know first game be a, a, opener, a home opener, because, you know, that wouldn't be possible. It's our home opener. Who are you playing? Nobody. Just come and like hang out with us. You know, it's just like yeah, it's not gonna work. But you know, so having it be international versus you know, there's more. You know, whether the Dodgers were are playing you know an East Coast game or a Midwest game or you know a game in Australia for their for their opening day, it's still not in L.A. You know, so they're going to be in L.A. eventually, and then you watch that first game. Uh. And for many years, I hit the Angels' home opener because, uh, well, I was going to high school and college in Orange County, and so I had a lot of friends who were Angels fans because they grew up there. I didn't. And we'd almost always, either we would grab tickets or somebody's parents would grab tickets, and, you know, I'd be one of the lucky ones to go in because all my friends knew I was a baseball fan. So I, I saw a lot of Angels' home openers over the years. And honestly, those are some of the most exciting games to go to because it's just everything's fresh and new. And I, I went to, I've been to a, I think I've only been to one Dodger uh, home opener. Uh, because yeah. those games sell out like crazy. So getting into one is kind of difficult. Unless, you know, unless you're like, well, I'm in like the way, way top. And if I have this telescope with me, I can actually see, see the players. I mean, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry we're distracting into baseball, folks, but it, it's playoff season. you you got to give us a little leeway on this one. Uh, but uh, um, back up to the football topic. Yes. This year's Super Bowl, I believe, is being played in New York or New Jersey, to be correct. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So February second is a uh, Super Bowl. Right smack dab in the middle of winter, in a in a stadium that is not domed for one. Well, that'll be honestly, it'll be kind of exciting to. To see that, I'm sorry. I was looking at the uh, Rams standing because LA has been fighting to get the well. A, a group in LA is trying to get the LA Rams back. Um, so I was actually looking at the standings. I figure they'll get LA will get the Rams as soon as their standing is so terrible that like 
they'll be given up. But then St. Yeah. Louis will just be like, you can have them back. <laughs> but, I mean, they're only two and three, so that's not too bad. There's, there's three to break ground just until they get a football team confirmed. Yeah, well, there's other issues with that, as I know people involved in the construction project that I'm technically not allowed to talk about. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of little issues going on. So it's really strange where you... One of the, one of the issues is, yes, we need a confirmed team. We're not making a stadium to have no one play there. And, obviously, there's not room for an expansion team right now. So, you know, what, what are you going to do? The football is considering having an expanded playoff uh, schedule, just like how baseball expanded their playoff schedule to include the double wild card. See, I don't want football to expand. I like simple playoff schedules. Well, the thing is, the thing is with this, if if they add one more team mm-hmm. to this playoff uh, format, yeah, that means that the team that have a bye week in playoffs, because you know they're the best yes. team in, in their division, they actually have to play a game and that bye week. Yeah, and, and the, the the kind of playoff for the wild card slot, I do kind of like that idea in baseball, honestly. Though you know, it, it's a little unfair. But. but at the same time, Jared, at the same time, it does account for some amazing uh, fire, that amazing September month. Oh yeah, where track of the teams this year. The American League um, wild card spot was actually uh, a close one between three teams. The Tampa Bay Rays, the Cleveland Indians, and the Texas Rangers. Yep. And there was a chance that all three teams could have ended, you know, the same record. So that means it would have been a three-way tie. So that means they had to play games to figure out who would be the two playoff teams mm-hmm. for the wild card. It's just that pretty much they had to play two playing games for the playing game for the wild card spot. Yeah. It- and that's kind of crazy and, and exciting, too. And I'd be fine if that expansion into it, but, you know, when you go to, like, the basketball playoffs, and they just don't end. There's too many teams in the playoffs. There's too many games for each of those teams, and you're just like, God, for God's sake, just get to the finals. There's such a thing as too many games, and there's such a thing as just enough games. Yeah. Uh, the reason... Baseball has figured out the right formula. There's no need for any more expansion. This is the right formula. The best yeah. way to... To include this, well, this is the best way to do it. It's like football. Football is very simplistic, you know, and, and it's all one one-off elimination, which I actually do. Love. Well, that's because how football games are played. But I kind of dig the whole one-off elimination. It's the reason why I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but I do tend to follow college basketball during during the you know the the March Madness time period because it's a one-off elimination, and I'm like, that's cool. Winner go home. I like that. And so, which is weird, because we played like a home game, you know, and it's like, winner, go home. It's like, we're, we're already home. And it's like, oh, we don't have to win. <laughs> I don't know, but, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where I look at the basketball, and, and hockey is also kind of has a problem with this, where there's too many teams in hockey going to the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, come on. It's like half yeah. your league goes to the playoffs. He was actually on some of the playoffs where the Kings were in, and Ducks, and all, all this is like, Wait, there's this. Wait, there's actually more playoff games. I thought this was the final. Oh crap! So it's yeah. hard to follow when it comes to that. Baseball and hockey have a bad have a bad sense of um, playoff. Not baseball, hockey and basketball. Yeah, bad sense for playoffs. Because too many teams get into it. Too and many teams are in it. Too many games are being played. One team wins the series, 
and then you still have to wait for another three more games to complete because the other teams are so deadlocked that it has to go to a second game series where you're like, wait, didn't just uh, someone just win that division and go up? And nope. And here's the thing, you know, NASCAR added their playoff system four or five years ago, I think. It's 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 re- re- relatively new, but basically the way it works is you know there's about I want to and these numbers are a little like anyone who's a hardcore person go your numbers are off, but this is basically how it works. There's usually about sixty or so total drivers. Each race usually allows in about forty, I believe, um, and then basically the top ten in points get to go to this playoff where they do a handful of races. I want to see it's. Five races or six races, something like that, and they all get their scores, their numbers reset to zero, and then the points they earn during that sits the standing for these these top ten guys. And or girl, now that you know we have a couple female drivers, but they haven't made it to the playoffs, so <laughs> guys. Um, and it's very simple; it's very easy to follow. And the resetting of the points makes it helpful because if one person was just running away with their score, you know, they just had several wins or they had a lot of you know, lead, leading, leading laps and things like that going on during the season, you know, someone could have a really unfair advantage when you get to the playoffs. It's basically, you're the 10 best, you're starting at zero, you have X amount of races, and the person with the most points at the end is our winner. And I kind of dig that because, you know, if you can get into that, that I think it's actually top... 12, actually, but, um, because I know the two, there's two wildcard slots in that, but whatever. If you get into the top set, you know, you can actually, even if you were, like, number nine, you could still win if you really, you know, have this really good racing streak, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, during those chase games. So, you know, it's very simple, it's easy to watch, and if you know who's in it, those you choose who you want to follow, or you just follow everybody, depending on, you know, what kind of person you are. My family has their biased drivers, so, you know, we, we, we follow them usually. Well, we, they, and then I, unfortunately, have to <laughs> when I'm around. But, you know, simplified playoffs are fun, because even the people who aren't following it all season, I follow baseball all season as best I can, even when I don't have a TV, uh, I follow football, you know, even, heck, how many times have I been sitting there in the morning going, like, who's playing at 10 o'clock? Eh, Fox is showing this, CBS is showing this. Uh, I guess I'll watch the Steelers game, why not? <laughs> you know? I've, I've had moments like that where I'm like, ah, I don't really care about the Bengals, but, you know, whatever, they're on. So, so might as well. And so, you know, I've done a lot of baseball, it's a lot different because there's so many more games and you know, different stations share different games. I mean, I remember, like I said, you know, watching Braves games, hoping they'd lose, <laughs> rooting for whoever was playing against the Braves because of the Braves and Dodgers kind of having our little rivalry we had going on there in the 90s. Uh, but, you know, I know plenty of people who were kind of like so-so fans. In Orange kind of had so-so, like Angels fans. Like, they'd go to Angels games, they'd watch the game if it was on TV, but they weren't following everything. And, you know, when the Angels would make the playoffs, and, of course, the time when they went to the series, those people didn't have to ask 100 questions. They basically were like, this is the lineup of who they have to play to go to the play. This is who they're playing in this round. Then here's the people they would get. Then they'll play the winner of this one for the final, or for the, the championship. And then they'll play for the World Series. Really simple, easy to follow. You know, you have, you've only, you have only so many teams, and it's... 
a good, it's a small percentage of people. It, it is people who have, it, ugh, can't talk. It is the people who have achieved the best. And I like that. When you get these really convoluted playoff things, it just drives me up the wall because I'm like, shouldn't you be over? What are you in game 40? <laughs> what, yeah, what is your playoffs as long as the like, main season? Yeah, that's the thing that, how it is that I like about baseball's playoffs. So it's, you have your one game wild card, which immediately, as soon as that's done, the next the next day, or the, just the, after one day rest after that, you get, you're into the, the division series. Yep. Division series, then onto the championship series, then mm-hmm. onto the World Series. Yep. Three rounds. That's yep. it. And and that's just it. Just makes things easy to follow. You know, you can basically choose your team and follow them through, or heck, follow all the teams. It's not that hard. There's not that many of them. And you know, you just go for it. And football is kind of the same thing too. You have division, and then you have a conference, and then you have you know the Super Bowl. And, you know, football season's looking interesting. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this week's games, mainly because I'm hoping for another 49ers win. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what's going on. And, of course, things are going to go crazy over here in Boston because of the uh, championships. And meanwhile, yeah, hockey started. <laughs> yeah, hockey started. Up, yeah. Poor, poor yeah. hockey. Kings, you know. Wings, was it Rangers? Boston have a hockey team? We should have a hockey team. Yeah, they they went to the Stanley Cup. It's the Bruins. Yeah, Bruins. Yeah. Boston Bruins. But, you know, it's like all these teams going on, but right now, to us as baseball fans, the baseball playoffs are taking everything. But then also as a football fan, you know, uh, football has now just started. So then there's just hockey sitting there, like like the, the little ch- little brother in the background, going, and I'm here too. Me, me over here. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's sad. It's just like baseball is like the el- the eldest brother, and he's just like, yep, yep, championships. Urgh. He's like flexing, you know, taking up the most of space, and then football's like, yeah, dude, but uh, yeah, week six, you know, and then like hockey's there's like, I'm here too, guys. Can I get in the photo? Can I can I can I get TV time? And they're like, shut up, get out, get out here, kid. Which is odd, because I'm pretty sure hockey actually is older than football. But um, in the in this metaphor, you know, hockey's just this little kid in the background. Like, come on, guys, I'm here too. And it's like, aw, poor hockey. Hockey, hockey is a is a nerdy brother that's in there in the corner where it's like, and if I'm, it's like, I'm here. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, basketball should be starting pretty soon too. Actually, the season starts next week or the week after next. Sounds about right. So you know. Poor hockey, just getting shoved in the background. Because then basketball shows up. It's like, hey guys, basketball. For those of you who don't like football, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, basketball for those of you who don't like football. <laughs> and technically, you can watch basketball games all throughout the week, and then go back to football, you know, on the weekend. But uh, I, it's rare for me to find someone who follows football who's also like, I also follow basketball religiously. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's those things where it's like basketball. There's people that say basketball drives on forever. Yeah, but I'm one of them. They have 82 games in their dock, 82, 84 games in their season, which is half of what baseball has. Yeah. Because baseball is a five-month, is a five-month game. Yeah. April, all the way to October. No, I, I understand the 
I understand the hypocrisy of being all like basketball just drags on forever, and it's just like you're a baseball fan. It's like I know, I know, baseball drags on forever too. But it's the sport I grew up with. It's the sport that uh, me and my mom would always watch together. So you know, yeah. baseball no. is our thing. And not only that, baseball. Baseball has a whole other thing too. It's more of, since baseball has three four game series as opposed to um, basketball, which do like two game series for the most part. Yeah. Or maybe at most there's a three-game series. I think most are three. Well, whatever. Yeah, there's usually these quick series until you get to the playoffs, and then it's like seven games, and you're like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, and so, so we go in, so it's those things that make it feel that the playoffs drag on in, in uh, basketball because they only have two three-game series. Yeah, and it's it's so... And then, and then those things are, that series is done fast, or they even have, for the most have one two-game series because actually... Yeah. Uh, I saw some some of the schedules is, you know, Lakers are playing the Clippers, then they go off and play in San Antonio, then they're back home and playing the Jazz or, or whatever. I didn't, I didn't I don't too much attention. But yeah, there, there's a very fast-paced season. Are, then it hits the playoffs and just slows to molasses. Yeah, those are fast-paced. One game, two, one game, one game, one game, two game, one game. Yeah, I think it's mostly all one games though. Baseball, on the other hand, is a slow season, but then our playoffs just. We just burn right through our playoffs. It's like, oh, you blinked? You just missed, like, the entire, you know, uh, National League championships. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing I too. It's your, you, you look at it. Baseball is 162 games, but at the same time, we, 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 we pretty much play mini-series throughout the entire game. Yeah, and play. that's kind of the excitement of it. And it's three-game series where, like, we take, you know, we either sweep the series we, or we, you know, take two out of three... Or lose or get swept. Mm-hmm. It's a three-game series. Or if we play a four-game series, it's either we sweep four games, we split, we split it, take three out of take three out of four, or lose three out of four. Yeah, and you know the thing is that there's kind of an excitement of that because each thing you're like you know well especially if you have rivalries and there's a lot of baseball rivalries. Not to say there aren't a bunch of basketball ones. But in basketball, your rivalry is like, oh, well, they played a game and they won or lost. And then you're like, well, I'll wait another month for the next time we play each other. Well, in baseball, it's like, oh, man, we got four in a row against, you know, as a Dodger fan, we got four in a row against the Giants. We got to do good here. We won't beat the freaking Giants. And then not only that, you got four in a row against the Giants at home. And then you play two other series, one other series at home against another team, like, like the Mets. Mm-hmm. And after that, you're on the road. You play the Marlins. And after that, you go back and play the Giants again yeah. for another series. The only thing in baseball that I don't particularly like, uh, and I've, I've made the reference to this on the show before, and basically anyone who gets in a baseball conversation with me, is that I still don't like interleague play. Like, I know it's been like 15 years, get over it. I get that. I just don't like it. <laughs> Like, I think it should just be specialized. Like, there should be, like, fewer interleague games. Because a Dodgers-Angels game is actually really fun. Um, and I'm sure people would say the same thing for, like, you know, a, cu- a Cubs and White Sox. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cubs versus White Sox would be hilarious. Uh, you know, or a Mets-Yankees or a... Um, trying to think of other two teams. An Athletics-Giants, um, etc. You know, in, in a category... You know, that stuff can be kind of... Ex- even, you know, A's and Dodgers, if you want to feel like, you know, 1980s uh, rivalries. 
yeah. which which was the first team I think I was taught to hate <laughs> was the A's. I was taught to hate the A's, the Yankees, and the Giants, and I thoroughly do so. So, uh, but like I said, those those are the ones that get exciting. When it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, the Dodgers are going to play the Reds. You're like, yay. Or wait, no, that's that, that'd be you. Sorry. Um, shoot, an American League uh, team I wouldn't care about. Uh, Devil Rays. It's <laughs> like Dodgers versus Devil Rays. I'm like, ooh, excitement. I'm waving my Dodgers like banner or something. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't care about this game. Why is this on the schedule? Take this off the schedule. Give the give the guys a few days off, and then let's go play the Angels. <laughs> let's watch a game we can all enjoy. Except for every time I watch a Dodgers-Angels game and I'm at the stadium, Dodgers lose. So I've made my rule, I just do not go to the stadium on those games. I can watch them on TV, that's cool, but every time I've gone to the stadium, I'm always like the one dude, it's like me and my brother like dressed in blue, and then like one or two of our friends dressed in red, and then we lose, and we're just like, well, that was great. <laughs> yeah, go home and cry, because all my friends are going to go like, you lost! I'm like, yeah, we won the series though, yeah, but you lost the one game you went to. <laughs> like, ah, oh, you guys are jerks. But yeah, I, you know, it, it's it's part of the excitement of those little series. Football is different, but in football, they you tend not to play the same team too often, so it really makes those rivalry games big. You know, yeah. Lakers are going to take on... Weeks, 32 teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, 16 weeks, 32 teams. That means that every... Every team plays each other at least once. Yeah, and like last year, I think the Niners took on the what was it, the Rams twice, and there's, there's a couple where you, where you face the same team twice or three times. But yeah, that, that's because towards it's you know same conference play to you know one up that com- in that conference. Yeah, and so you know we we eat those kinds of things, but it makes those rivalry games really big. When you get your you know Forty Niners and Cowboys moments, that's a big moment for us. You know, when you get your, uh, who else have we really got in the rivalry? Well, I, I guess Oakland, I guess. Um, you know, you get your Niners-Oakland game, which really isn't a game so much as it's us beating Oakland. Uh, you, you get those those ones become big moments. Or like when we had our rematch with the Giants last year, uh, you know, that was kind of a big moment that we lost, I believe. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where you, those moments are big. And, and it can go for any, you know, whatever other team has their rivalries, because every team has rivalries. Um, I'd imagine every team has rivalries. Like, like I'm sitting there for a moment going like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Did, did, did the Buccaneers have any rivalries? Because I wouldn't know that. I'm from California, you know. I don't know. I mean, like, like do the, the Chargers have rivalries? Because Stan's mentioned them before. So I know, the, I know the Chargers do. I just don't know who they are just because, you know, I'm not a Chargers fan. Never have been, never will be. Unless I'm hanging out with my San Diego friends and the Chargers are going towards the playoffs, then you know I, I get wrapped up in the excitement because I remember that uh, I think it was actually one of the years we were at Anime Los Angeles where me and my friends are like we got to go to a panel and they're like because I think I was running a panel and we were in the middle of watching the Chargers game all together and, and most of my buddies uh, who I hang out with at cons a lot of them come from San Diego so it's just all of us in a hotel room watching the Chargers game going like, Jared, your panel's like in five minutes. You gotta get like, two more minutes. I just want to see this, the end of this play. Yeah. <laughs> the quarter is almost over. Just let me get to this. You know, 
And and you can get that excitement of being yeah, wrapped up with other yes, players. The sixth, the game is still tied at two apiece, Jared. Wow. What part of the sixth? Bottom, end of the sixth. Okay. So we're through six. It was all exciting when the Dodgers are ahead too, and then you know, Cardinals got to catch up. Um, I like to on Facebook. I have the Dodgers on there, so occasionally they'll post little you know pictures of their players of some stats or trivia. But they also, for this one, they posted one of those uh, keep calm memes. And, yeah. it, and it goes, keep calm, we're hunting birds. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, I'm so charged up for this with my not having cable so I can't watch TBS right now. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> but I'll probably get to the uh, radio broadcast, hopefully listen to the last couple of uh, innings. Since we're basically, I think we've covered most sports for this week, and without Stan, it's not quite as fun doing the football predictions. No, but, uh, being this uh, being this into the season, it, it, I think it's a moot point to to do football predictions at this yeah. point. You got anyone you're following this year, Miguel? Um, uh, still following the Colts this year. Yeah, good choice. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, them up right now. They're they're doing pretty good. Andrew Luck's doing a pretty good job. They actually. I believe they were the ones that actually dealt uh, Seattle their first loss, which I was expecting them to lose that game, but it was an amazing game to watch. Yeah, I was hoping for us to win that game, but we just got trounced. That was harsh, too, because... We did play at the Seattle, so... Because I believe that was a night game. That 13th man, as it were. Yeah. That was a night game, and I was staying up as late as I, you know, because over here on the East Coast, those night games go pretty late. So it's getting towards, like, midnight, and I'm like... I just look at the score, and I'm like, no! <laughs> I just went to, just like, forget it. I'll just go to bed. And I just, like, went to bed, and I was all sad. Woke up in the morning going, hey, maybe they had a comeback in the fourth quarter. And I look at the score, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Not even close. So yeah, Seattle is, uh, is a threat this year, just to everybody. Even last year, I remember being worried about them uh, when we were going towards the uh, the the conference championships, and they lost, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we can win the conference championships," and then we lost the Ravens, anyways. Yeah. yeah, but at least making it to the Super Bowl is making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but as as the 49ers, we've done that. You gotta ask yourself too: Is would you rather take a team that made it to the Super Bowl? Like, uh, just to have perhaps something? Would you rather have your team go to the Super Bowl? you know, five times and not win it? Or would you rather have them go to the Super Bowl once, win it, and not show up for another ten years? Uh, it's a tough call because we we did have our big gap after we beat uh, the Chargers back in 90... Is that the 96 or 95? Um, it, was, it was the 95 or 96. I think it was the... It's always weird calling it because I think the Super Bowl was in 96, but like the... Uh, season was the 95 season technically uh, I think it was that was was 95-96 yeah. season and then we just kind of floundered <laughs> for like over 10 years I mean we, we did good we got to the playoffs a couple times and stuff like that it's like we, we just sucked for a super long period of time but you know was, we had maybe had a while before hitting the Super Bowl again so just yeah getting back in was nice uh, would have been nice to not have lost so harshly 
But, you know, even right now, the Ravens are the top of their division right now. And, I mean, they're only 3-2, and two, just like us. So it's not like they're, you know, standing on the shoulders of Giants or anything. And, and the sad, weird thing is, with the because uh, they're in the AFL North, you got Ravens, Browns, and Bengals all 3-2. Yeah. And then Steelers at zero and four. <laughs> but so so you have three teams, all of whom have the same rating. So they're technically all tied for first. So Steelers fans can be happy to know that they're technically second. Technically, in the technicality sense, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just how it is, and it's still early in the season. You know, obviously, we still got like what uh, eleven games left for most teams. So yeah. you know. It's kind of interesting seeing some of these stats right now, just like it was last year when we were making commentary about you know what team, how which teams could go undefeated the longest, and what teams were just all tied at ten of the same place. And you know, honestly, the Ravens did really great last year. They did great the year before, and they'll probably do great this year. Even though this doesn't look like an impressive start, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens started like you know cracking skulls again. Yeah. And, you know, I'll see, like, a Raven-Seattle Super Bowl, and I'll go, Good! I can skip it! <laughs> <laughs> but then again, we have to watch it, because we have to talk about it. Yeah, we do. And it's going to be me playing, like, on my DS or something the entire time. It's like, how was the game? Uh, I beat the sixth gym leader in Pokemon Y. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, it's been an exciting season. Baseball is going to consume my life for the next few uh, days, definitely. And, you know, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully, well, depending on how the games turn out, we might be back at, with an uh, American League or National League champion, depending on how the games work out. But, you know, it's great to be back. It's nice to be here season twoing and knowing that, you know, the show goes on and we will... You know, hopefully get stand back if we can get all our schedules working out, which is kind of why we had such a long hiatus anyways, because schedules kept being in conflict. And there was stuff happening in between that we couldn't get together, and... Yeah. Things. We, 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 had to, we just had to get the show back on track, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And after that, we'll figure out our scheduling thing. If we miss a week or two, okay, you guys will understand, but we're, we're back. We're trying to get this up and running again. Yeah. And, you know... Welcome back to the show, folks. This is season two. You missed season one? Don't worry about it. Miguel and I are here to tell you about all, all of the sports we want to talk about because, as we like to say it, we are the best damn local sports show! Exclamation point. Yeah. Now we're covering two locales because we're that hardcore. Yeah. Now we just need to stand and move somewhere in, like, Texas or Oklahoma and then boom. Oh, Texas Stan would be awesome. That would be great. Oh, howdy, y'all. <laughs> totally a Dallas up Cowboys fan now. <laughs> and I'm like, Stan, shut up. It's not being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Don't you like my, my big old country hat? <laughs> uh, we might have to do that. Just Photoshop Stan's face onto like a cowboy. <laughs> Not a player, like like a like you know, John Wayne or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, well, uh, yeah. to go into uh, 
our, our little quick of our nerdy points of um, the show, I mean, we did host the panel last year for uh, sports and anime, and actually this, uh, this season's anime actually features a few sports titles yep. that you guys are willing to check out. Yeah, uh, kind of a surprise, actually, because uh, for those who don't watch, the, or for those who listen to the sister show, Bizarro Files, there in, in a recent episode, Ramses and I are talking about how one of the things we want to see more of is sports anime. Yep, and uh, i got a couple right here. Uh, two have already uh, launched this season. One's a uh, cycling anime. Really? Yep, yeah. there's an anime about cyclists. Join a cycling group. I'll stick. <laughs> I'll stick with initial D. Thank you very much. I want my races to be like fast and in fancy cars and yep. POS cars from the eighties. The the name escapes me right now, and I can't remember what it's called. So yeah, as we can see, we're big fans of cycling here that we can't remember the name of. Well, of there, cycling there's anime. also like the swimming one that everyone seems to be into. Yeah, it's called Free, a swimming anime. Yeah. And then you were telling me about, uh, was it Ace No Diamond? Diamond Noise. Diamond Noise. Diamond Noise, yes. It's a baseball anime. Which is not, uh, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, those other animes. Like the other one that I saw, which is called, um, Big Windup, Wind which is kind of silly and cutesy type of thing, where it's like that. It was still baseball anime, which is fine. But this one, this one seems more serious. I only watched episode one, because I only have one episode out. But it seems like it would be a good a good show to watch. It'd be nice, because the only other baseball anime I ever really enjoyed was Princess Nine. Love yeah. me some Princess Nine. And then that thing expanded to have a bunch of like radio dramas and stuff like that that I don't speak Japanese, so I've never been able to listen to. Yeah, hey. so check it out. Uh, the baseball anime is called Diamond No Ace. Ace of, Di- Ace of the Diamond, as I would... Uh, would assume if we ever yeah. get it out here, it would be called Ace of the Diamond. I doubt it. We rarely get sports anime out here. Yeah, because out here, you know, the only people that care about sports anime is people like us. And, and you know, most fans out here prefer their Gurren Lagans or their fan service anime. Yeah. But, but these are sports anime. We, we, there, there are sports fans out well, here. We did get a couple sports animes out here because, I mean, we got Initial D, um, Ice Shield 21's anime came over, Princess uh, Princess 9 came over, uh, Prince of Tennis came over. So, I mean, we've gotten a, a small share, but usually it requires a huge internet following to get some of those things over. And then yeah. random stuff like Dando, which should never have been released, but is awesome because over-the-top golf is awesome. <laughs> Well, hopefully one of these one of these conventions that we get together at together, we'll have our sports anime again. Oh yeah, we're we're bringing that back. That we're the only people who have that genre they, that we cover. Yeah. Oh, we even got Hajime no Ippo, though. Uh, they called it yeah. Fighting Spirit instead there's of calling it. A new, I believe there's a new uh, Hajime no Ippo anime actually out as well. Well, they did a second series a few years ago. Yeah, there's a series out right now. I actually debuted this year. It's called Hajime no Ippo Rising. Yeah, because the manga's been going on for so long. They basically can just, every couple of years, just do another set of, like, 50 episodes. So, yeah, that's, a, that's another new anime that's out, Hajime no Ippo. Oh, before we got to close the show, we actually have to talk about the big fight that happened a few weeks ago, the um, Canelo-Mayweather fight. Yeah, Mayweather was back. 
Yeah, Mayweather was back in the in the ring, and he actually went toe-to-toe. It wasn't really toe-to-toe. He blew him out after the first three rounds. Look, there's a reason why Mayweather is called the pound-for-pound pound best fighter. Yep. The problem with Mayweather that most people have is his attitude. He he is a he's full of himself. He's kind of dickish. He doesn't have any of the gentlemanly qualities that go along with you know traditional boxing uh, tradition. Basically, boxing tradition is you act like a gentleman, you show respect to your opponent, and he just trash talks and he's like, "Whatevs, pound for pound, best for years running. What do you want? You know, I'll make it rain because I'm awesome. You know." And you're just like, "Come on, man, a little humility. How about not being a dick for five minutes?" You know? <laughs> but that, that's how he is. That's his persona. Heck, he did. He went on to uh, pro wrestling. Uh, thing as a villain, of course. Uh, they did that for a little while because they paid him like a million dollars and he got to be a jerk in front of a bunch of wrestling fans. You know, why not? So it, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, that's kind of... That's his persona. A lot of people don't like it, but you can't argue the talent of Mayweather. Nope, you cannot. He is a good fighter. And sadly, you know, we all wanted our Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and Pacquiao's just gone downhill le- recently, which is kind of sad. Yeah. So uh, it looks like that's not going to happen. No. And even if it did, it wouldn't be the fight that we wanted years ago. Nope. It should, it, Pacquiao should have done it before his... I mean, maybe that's why he backed out. could have been the fact that he realized that he wasn't... You know, he's starting to age. And, uh, you know, that could have been the reason why he backed out of it back then. But if that was the case, he probably should have just kind of taken it easy considering he's like a trezillionaire and more or less the king of the Philippines at this point. So, you know, he could have stopped boxing while he was ahead and just, like, lived in a mansion in the Philippines singing karaoke all day. But instead he had to go and, like, ruin his undefeated record. So, you know. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, of course we had to hit boxing because we usually hit that last year. And I'm, I'm a big boxing fan. Just haven't watched much lately because, you know, it's a lot of pay-per-view or HBO stuff, and sadly I don't have access to either right now. Yeah. But you know what? That doesn't matter because I got the playoffs. Life is good. Dodgers, go Dodgers. So I think that about wraps up the show. And that do it for us. This is Jared for Miguel saying that's the game. Grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking Homer Ozzy and the straw